Welcome to Mudflap and Palmer We're Forced to Do a Podcast, a weekly bonus bit of the Mudflap and Palmer Show, starring Mudflap and Palmer. Reach out to us on Facebook or email mudflapandpalmer at gmail.com. Now, against their will and most people's wishes, here are Mudflap and Palmer. Well, hey, y'all, and welcome back to Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast. It is episode number 16. I am Palmer. And I am Mudflap, and together the two of us are going to just talk about stuff that's on our minds, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, we invite you to go back and listen to the previous 15 episodes, all of which are better than today's will be. <laughs> it's frightening that there's 15 <laughs> episodes out there. 16 after this one gets out there. I know. Um, but, yeah, you can go to the Cat Country website, catcountry993.net. You can also get it. Everywhere the podcasts are available, whether it's Amazon, Spotify, etc., etc., Apple, uh, iTunes, yeah, it's all there. So uh, definitely go get yourself Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast. That's the name of it. It is the truth of it. And this is episode sixteen. All right, got a couple things to talk about today. One keeps ruining his ugly head. Saw a post on Facebook yesterday where somebody made the news. A woman who worked at Taco Bell up the road from us in Hartsville, who was caught photographing credit cards, bank cards, at the fast food drive-thru. Right. And got away with it for a while. What would happen is people would drive through, notice charges, then they started backtracking the charges, and then once they checked the security footage... Of And they take footage of everything that goes on in these fast food places. Especially at drive-thrus. Exactly. They caught this woman taking photographs with her phone of the bank cards that people would hand her through the fast food window. And she was arrested, and she later said, well, I had bills to pay. Except that if you look at the list of things that she paid for with her ill-gotten gains... Had nothing to do with, oh, this is my electric bill. This is my, yeah, my, my, yeah, whatever. It it was all stuff that she could have done without. So she basically just ripped people off. So it was a shopping spree. It was indeed. Now, the reason I say this rears its ugly head for those of you who don't know. Oh, here's the story. Well, this is interesting because I didn't see this at first. Five different people tagged me when they saw this news story pop up online because of what happened to me about. Two months ago. Well, you've become the poster child around here because you were very public about what happened. I was. And the the fact of the matter was we are cognizant of our role uh, with the radio station in that we don't like to call out businesses by name. But it got to the point where this person kept ringing stuff up that I said, this is the person, don't use your bank card. We're not blaming the business. Right. But we are saying one of their employees was using my bank card to buy online purchases, to go to the gas station, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the end result for the woman in Hartsville and also eventually for the person that got me was that they were arrested. A couple questions about this. Don't they do background checks or don't they care? Are they looking for, are they so desperate for help? I honestly think at this point that it's what it is. It's just whoever will come in and work in a fast food place at this point they're looking at bodies over quality. Yeah, and my guy... The, Except for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> no, and, and you're right. We, yeah. we, we put the asterisk there. Chick-fil-A has amazing uh, employees, and God love them for the way they train them. 
and the way that they hire them. But my guy had a rap sheet. He was all over online. His mugshot was up there and everything. Um, so it was fairly evident before they hired this guy over the last seven or eight years. He may have some issues. A little bit. Especially know. dealing with money. Yeah. So that's kind of the person you might want to take a closer look at who you hire. But this is the thing. If you want to get ripped off, go ahead and use a bank card at fast food. Now, we all use fast food at various places at various times and convenience dictates and also the pandemic dictated for a while because you they had weren't to taking go change well it, that and you had to go through the drive-thru because everything was shut and down that too um but you know what i've done i have actually just started using all the apps mm-hmm. uh, you know if i'm ordering something i know i'm going to be going there i order it in advance i get there tell them when i'm going to be there and it's all paid through from the app now how is that as far as how they do their job at the fast food place. Oh, it's fine. I mean, you, you you can, you know, specify if you want it through the drive-thru, if you want to walk in and get mm-hmm. it or whatever, but I always look through all my stuff anyway. So that's your recommendation in this particular type of situation. Look, at this point, I'd rather be hacked than ripped off, you know, in person. <laughs> um, and But also, I have a question. About a year or so ago, didn't you say that one of the fast food apps that you felt you got hacked through that? Oh, I did. Um, and it was very early on. In mm-hmm. the app phase, right. so to speak. It's a couple um, years ago. Yeah, and they had just launched this particular app, and I used it. Matter of fact, you and I both did. Yes. Um, and it was, I forgot what it was for, um, but it was some kind of great deal. We used it, and then sure enough, hey, uh, people up in New York were you know, buying stuff. Exactly. And, and you, you got hit. I did not get hit, yeah. although we got that particular app at the same time right. because they were doing this promotion. Well, here was the difference in what you did compared to what I did. Um, and you, st- I stored all of my banking information there. Oh. And so it was just convenient for me. And I just did it as kind of a one-time thing, so I never right. actually so put you, mine stuff. You filled okay. in your stuff and sent the order in right. where I had had it stored on the app. Yeah. And so that was a rookie mistake for me. And, yeah, it's a little bit more inconvenient. Whenever I'm ordering something, I've got to whip out the card and put in all the information and everything else. But that's kind of what I do. It's kind of a safety thing. So even if they do hack me at this point... Uh, all they're going to find is my name. And not only that, but banks are usually fairly good about making sure that they stop it in its tracks once you alert them. Oh, they were and amazing. And getting you your money back. I mean, literally, I had my my uh, account was recredited because, obviously, I'm in South Carolina. I wasn't in New York. Right. Uh, so they did that, and then they did a whole investigation, which I'm sure turned out nothing. But. And that's the odd thing about this is that these people in general get caught. Now, a lot of times they don't get jailed or anything like that. They just get fired from their job. And on top of that, so they go through that, you get your money back. Right. In general, you're inconvenienced, and that's about it. In general. Now, there are other instances. There are exceptions to the rules, yeah. But the reason I bring this up is because not only did this woman in Hartsville do this, but because, as you said, I am the poster child because I got public when it happened to me. Whenever a story like this pops up, I get tagged in it. So I got five different notifications from different people. He's, be- he's become crime dog McGruff. Apparently. <laughs> and, here, and here's the thing. Through that, this is not just a regular occurrence. It's a common occurrence. I don't know what it is. is All it- of a sudden. Yes. Every fast food place is getting hit by this. And it seemed to start with you. <laughs> because I never really noticed well, it. Well, I am then. a trendsetter, sir. I can't help myself. <laughs> Literally, I never really noticed it. Um, you would hear rumblings every now and mm-hmm. then, but all of a sudden it just became, that's all you saw on social media. And you're still seeing it. People mm-hmm. are, and, and it doesn't matter which business you go to. It doesn't matter if you use a bank card. 
there is a better than good chance that you're at some point going to get ripped off by this particular scam. A fast food person at the window taking your information. I mean, if you think about it, if you were the criminal, there's oh, it's a perfect setup. There is nothing more convenient than someone basically just handing you the card. You're 100% right. You don't have to go looking for it. They're handing and it to you. And nine times out of ten, what most people do when they hand over the card, they immediately look for it. They're looking. They're talking to people in the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not paying any attention to what's going on. Which is what happened to me. At the window. I actually drove off and... and he left his card. I left my card there, which I've done once or twice. He was inviting people to use it. <laughs> because Mudflat makes that so kind of money. So basically, I got... I, I should get busted for entrapment. Is that what you're saying? Or s- stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> stupidity, I'll take. <laughs> but the funny thing about mine was, uh, got home, started checking the bank account, started getting these... Okay, well, obviously, I spent money at this restaurant... I did not go and get gas. I did not order something from some New York place online for $200. And that stuff started popping up literally within minutes. Yeah, you weren't even at the door good. Nope. I, by l- sheer luck, checked the account right after I got home. Uh, it just happened to be uh, a coincidence. And uh, so, again, we... Were you one of those people who checked your accounts often? I am now. I, I mean, I always have been because I'm always paranoid about stuff like that. Yes. Um, and, and it goes back to the app mm-hmm. uh, when I got ripped off that one time. Um, but I don't know. I'm one of those people that checks it like almost two or three times a day. Yes. It's, it's almost obsessive to, compulsive. Because this is so rampant. It's everywhere. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's getting ripped off. And the, there are ways, and you just pointed out a great way. If you use the apps correctly, that is a good way to protect yourself from a lot of this. See, I'm not per- somebody who walks around with cash. Right. I just haven't been since the invention of the debit card. What, nor have I been, I've been 50-50 on that, but I'm leaning more towards... And somebody else, when this came up on Facebook yesterday, mentioned this. They say, if I know that I'm going to be going places like that, like once a day I'll go or, or once a week I'll go and I'll withdraw X amount of cash, that's just enough to cover that type of stuff. And then I'll have the cash to hand them at the window, I don't have to worry about the bank card. So that's it, another way of doing it. And like 95% of the time that works until right. you go to like a major concert or a football right. game or something like that where they're not dealing with cash. You can only protect yeah. yourself so much, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is you should protect yourself as much as you can. Agreed. So if cash is uh, an option for you, if it's something that you, you're willing to do, that may be the way to avoid this type of crime or, as you said, go through the apps and use them correctly, and you can also... Well, I saw somebody post on your page, well, just write a check. I was like, that's even worse. And they got called out for it, too. Yeah, I was like, it's got your routing number yeah, on it, it has your exactly account on right. it. I saw that, too. I mean, somebody... my God, it's the same thing as a credit card. Yeah, you're, you're begging for trouble then. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. So, again, if you, if you're, if you want to get ripped off, bank cards at fast food places, I can promise you the odds are in your favor that you will get ripped off. There are ways around it. Be careful. Be smart. Just go to Chick-fil-A. You never get ripped off there. And that. Because we will say it all day, every day. Yep. Chick-fil-A has by far the best staff, especially at the windows, that you're going to find anywhere. It's and they like don't they, pay us to, to say this. No. Although no, as much no. as we talk about it, they should. No, no, I'll take chicken. Uh, yeah. I'll take chicken. You can pay me in food. Absolutely. I would have no problem with that. Or the peach milkshake. But I don't know what it is, and maybe somebody can actually reach out to us and tell us, what is the difference between Chick-fil-A's drive-thru and the other fast foods drive-thru? Why is it universally, and it doesn't matter what 
location you go to. They're all the same. They're all the same. They're top notch. They're polite. It's, They're it's fast. My, it's my pleasure and yes. your pleasure all the way through, and you're out. I mean, so fast. And I have never heard. On top of that, your order is almost always right. I've and, never had it wrong. Right. I, I, Knock I, on wood. I've I, had one person say that they had it wrong. Right. Um. So whatever it is that they do, they need to put on a clinic for all these other fast food places. Just do a TED Talk. They do it. Thank you. That's all we need. Exactly. One right. TED Talk to whoever came up with this idea. So protect yourselves again, specifically in this and, and And pro tip, don't leave your uh, card at the establishment. That goes without saying, except we should probably say that because I've done it. <laughs> it's party time for meteorologists. Did you see the latest pictures coming out from meteorologists everywhere? Did you see it? There is a oh, system. I want to point this out. This is the segment where he's trying to make me mad. Uh, not, no, people, please. I want to point this out, though, because I did look at it, and I did kind of roll my eyes at this a little bit, and I couldn't wait to show you. Oh, he couldn't. Because we are now on June 23rd. We're Chris, recording Christmas this on June came 23rd. in June for him. Only because I know how much this irritates you. And this morning, and I, I once a day I look at the, uh, the hurricane yeah. tropics, the maps, just to see if anything's popped up in the last 24 hours. Well, this morning, something did. And it is, and I, I legitimately did like a nav, uh, longitude and latitude thing to find out exactly where this minor tropical wave is. It is 800 miles off the coast of Sierra Leone in West Africa, or about 700 miles south of the Cape Verde Islands. Let me put it to you this way. They, or, put, they put up a map this morning of this system. And I showed it and to it's you. it's so damn far away. <laughs> you can't even see the United States on it's it. It's on the other side of the world, literally. Yeah, you see like the <laughs> islands where you would go vacation. <laughs> it, you can't even see Florida. And the best part about this is... Local meteorologists are posting it up already. The fear-mongering is starting. That's the thing. And it's across all the networks. Yep. They're all going... Here's this wave. It deserves watching. Milk, we'll bread, toilet paper. 20% chance that it turns into anything. And it's off the coast of Africa, literally off the coast of Africa, to the point where, again, as you said, if you're looking west towards the United States or, or North America or in Central America, you can't see it on the map. You have to scroll and scroll. You really and scroll do. To get to the, uh, you know, to the uh, disturbance. The, yeah, the thunderstorm exactly. that's off the coast. It, it's absolutely, it's insanity. The problem that I have best. with this is that year after year, the position that I used to take when it came to this sort of thing was more pro weather guy. You, of course, have always been the cynic about this and you know, the eye roller and everything else. And the, as the years pass, I come more to your side of things. It's so obvious because, like last year in, in the Atlantic, it was basically a dead year for hurricanes. Yes. Now, if you're in the Gulf, I mean, all hell broke loose last mm -hmm. year. Now, if you're an East Coast meteorologist, wow, you have absolutely nothing to talk about throughout the summer season. There's nothing to talk about in the winter season, and you know, down here in the South. And so you're just rooting for hurricane season to come. The back. best part about it is when nothing's happening in hurricane season. Look off the coast of Sumatra. Yeah. Off the coast of Hawaii. And look at this one going west from, you know, Central America. It's nowhere near anything. It's such fear-mongering. And, 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 and it's so, I don't know how more people, literally, this is what boggles my mind. And I swear to God, I don't understand this. And I get 
hurricane tracking is not an exact science. They can't pinpoint exactly where anything's going to hit until literally like 12 hours before or whatever, where the eye's coming. I understand all of that. I'm not naive. But when these guys are so damn wrong, people <laughs> will go on Facebook and thank them for being wrong. Keep in mind, most of these meteorologists are making over $100,000 a year. Yeah, the local ones. To be wrong. Mm -hmm. And people thank them for being wrong. Not calling them out going, hey, thanks for making me go out to the store and buy $80 worth of groceries and toilet paper and get prepared for this hurricane that I'm not going to need now. But hey, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for being sort of close. The funny thing about this as we wrap this up is when I looked at that first map, and I said, oh, I can't wait to turn my laptop around and show you. He couldn't. But I went on Twitter and legitimately every network that we have here, every weather person that we have here is on it. Boom. Like in rapid fire, they all posted a different graphic, a different forecast, a different warning of, you know, it's nothing now. But, we, you know, seven to ten days from now, we may have to watch Over this. the state of South Carolina, one of them posted like a skull and crossbones from this. Stop. I mean, it's next. You don't have to exaggerate, sir. They're bad enough as it is. I And I'm with you on this. I have come across to the dark side <laughs> as far as this is concerned. Or or if, hey, if that hurricane that's 80 million miles away was directly over South Carolina, this is what it would look like. You know, that was the breaking point for me. That that was That so, was the breaking point for me. Local, and I know we've talked about this before we have, on the podcast. I'm going to bring it up again real quick just to kind of clarify that and give people some context. Last year, there was a hurricane that was nowhere near us. It was out in the Atlantic and going away. But it was big. It was nowhere near anything. Not an island, not anything. It was a Cat 4. And it was huge, and it was powerful. And the person, the weather person, posted a graphic saying, hey, this is what it would look like if it was over South Carolina. But, of course, all anybody sees is this massive Hugo-like storm over the entire East Coast, and they're going, oh, my God. Yeah, do and we need to leave now? Out. And that is the absolute breaking point for me when, when I said, okay, this is where they have crossed like eight different lines. You can't just do that. You know people don't pay attention. It's worse than clickbait. Yeah. Yes. And, and it was clickbait. It was clickbait and then some. Mm -hmm. It was irresponsible. 100%. And these are professionals. Yeah. That And that was, uh, for those folks that may be listening to this elsewhere, that was somewhere, that was a weather person right here in South Carolina that we... Uh, we know of so uh yeah whether people right and now somehow it's still working they're all <laughs> right how do they not get punished for that i swear to god i don't understand oh my that god uh but yeah party time now for meteorologists they're all tap dancing there's, yeah they are there's a vague wave form of tropical disturbance about four thousand miles to our east <laughs> so look out Red milk toilet paper people. Literally, literally people from Africa can still see this story. Yes, they're looking at it, they're going, a little, little rain. <laughs> Is that a rainbow? <laughs> so then they get on their phone and they call the, with the meteorologist in South Carolina going, y'all might want to look out for this in about three weeks. Good news, everyone. Good exactly. news. Exactly. All right. As we wrap up the podcast, we have a topic that is near and dear to our hearts. Um, and I'm a little afraid to actually broach this subject because I don't know what you're going to say. I do and I don't. Um, our topic today is, and it's a top five. We don't do politics. I think we should have like a no politics zone. But we do love to argue. Look at us, we're already fighting. Well, that's what we do. It's time for Mud Flapping Palmer's Top Five. Talking top five. The top five workplace annoyances. Things that bug you about work. It doesn't have to be about your specific job. Just, just in general. Any job that you've had. Okay. Things that just get under your skin. 
Okay. And I'll uh, let you go first with your number five. Uh, for me, and being that I do a lot of the production on uh, for the for the show and for mm-hmm. commercials and things like that, it's slow computers. Okay. Whenever they just start acting up for no reason at all. I don't have that complaint, although when I go to the other room, and, and it just seems like for some reason about every fifth time, the computer crashes That computer just up. hates you. It, it really does. Mine in general is pretty good, but when it messes up, it, it goes all in. And my workplace computer is my computer, so therefore, I don't have a lot of the issues that you end up having. And on I that deal side with a lot of audio and a lot of different right. things that would bog down normal computers. So, right. you know, for 95% of the time, it's good, but when it's bad, it's bad. My number five, and a lot of people can relate to that if you have a computer that just doesn't up to the task. Uh, my number five is if there's work to be done, why aren't you doing it? Mm-hmm. We have something that we call the couch gang. The couch gang is random employees that while work is being done or supposed to be done, will actually just sit on the couch and just hang out. And to the for the life of me, I don't understand it because you know there's work to be done. I always feel weird about that, just hanging out at work. Yes! Which I don't mind, you know, having a conversation with somebody in the hallway or something like that. Right. But if I'm actively just chilling out and everybody can see me, You're I You're on the clock! I feel guilty. I do, too. As a matter of fact, I've tested that theory. I don't know if you remember this, about a month or so ago. He tried to sit up. I went out there and tried to sit down on the couch, like, during the... And, and I started getting real antsy about two minutes into it. I'm like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. But we have people... That and, and you know about these people in your workplace that will find ways to just it, it's if there's a downtime, I get it. But when there's work to be done, that makes no sense to me. You're putting off the yeah. inevitable. The work still has to be done. You I and I mind you and I are of the yeah, same mind. We are. In that if there's work to be done, we address it right now. We knock it out and we move on. Absolutely. And the, the people that don't do that. I mean, maybe that's your choice, and I get that. I mean, you do have that option as long as the work eventually. There are procrastinators, done. sure, but I and, and I may have even been one at one time. Oh, I one hundred percent was. But I'm you, not now. you, you actually broke me of that. Uh, I just got there first. That's <laughs> all. But we were both getting there. So yeah, if there's work to be done, why aren't you doing it? Parentheses, couch gang. That's what I have as my number five. What's your number four? Loud people in the hallways. Oh, and especially back here in the studio. This is a radio thing. Um, this is 100%. Well, it could be any office. It could but, be, but it's definitely a radio. Thing. But for us, it's loud people. It's, you know, and typically in our room, it gets a little warm in here with all the equipment and everything right. else. So we try to keep the door open. So half of this is our fault. But when we have the door open, you have people walking through the hallways that you would think they were at a concert. You remember and, last week? And they're standing about by a this, week ago that yeah, happened. They're standing by the speaker and they're trying to talk to their best friend two feet away and you can hear them from eight mm-hmm. miles away. And of course, it re- just kind of whips around the hallways and it sounds like they're literally in the studio with you as a matter of fact last week when we were recording the podcast that's when the last time that i remember that happening yes a couple people were right outside the door to this studio talking at max volume we missed a party yeah apparently it was a straight party out in the hallway i get that that's my number four i get that my number four is people promoted to positions that their skills don't match Mm. people and, and we've seen it here, there, and everywhere. I mean, and I know that people that are listening to this can absolutely apply this to wherever it is that they work. There are people. It's almost like they got the job by attrition. Right. They were the last person standing, so to speak. Right. And there is nothing more irritating. Well, actually, there's three more things more irritating, at least on my list. <laughs> but I, I'll say this in the general there's nothing more irritating than having to look up to somebody in that chain of command and you know 
they either don't know what they're doing or they're half-assing it. Or you know that you're smarter, better, and have already worked this out 18 different ways. Yes. And they haven't wrapped their head around it yet. This is not an ego thing on your part. This is a recognizing the fact that maybe they had a resume. Maybe they got through because of relationships with people in power. Or a degree that you don't have. Whatever. Yeah. But they're incapable of doing the job that you do, yet they are over you. And uh, a little footnote to that. They try to tell you how to do what you do when they don't know how to do what you do. Which, that, that, that's that the worst. That completes that picture. Yeah, that's kind of the worst. What's your number three? Uh, and this kind of ties into number four for me, is walking in when our door is closed. Yeah. Um, we'll be in the middle of like recording this podcast, mm-hmm. or we do a countdown, or we're cutting a commercial, or we're actually having a morning show meeting. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, and we actually have a red light outside, which we try to keep on. Well, that red light apparently means come right on in. Yeah, closed door means hey. Especially to one individual around here. Yeah, um, which will remain nameless. Yes, and they, they will just walk right in like you were not doing anything. And then they get upset because you called them out on it. Exactly. It, it's the most amazing thing, and it drives me. It's like Radio 101. If you're ever in a radio station and you have to talk to somebody, wait until the light's off. Wait until they open the door or motion for you to come right. in. Right, if there's a window and they motion for you to come in, then you come in. Because it's, it's typically, you common know, courtesy. Typically, our door's wide open. Yeah, people walk in here. We talk. We have conversations with people all the time. But when we're actually working, please, for the love of God, don't walk in here. Well, there's a difference because they we've worked here, for example, uh, long enough that people know that. When we're not doing something of importance, the door is open. Yeah. When we are, the door is closed. That means you should be able to respect open door, closed door. Yes. And or if at least, you don't, then you're just being that guy. And in our room, we're kind of in a fishbowl. There's literally windows everywhere. Um, you can see in the hallways, different studios, sure. into a warehouse. It's not like you can't walk around and go. And exactly. we, we can either wave you in or wave you off. Exactly. Um, so that's just drives me nuts. And that is a more or less a specific radio. Uh, it's very radio thing. But this is not. My number three is workplaces should have a minimum sanity requirement. <laughs> and you know of which I speak. Yeah. I mean, well, let's be honest. We're in radio, so that kind of goes out the window. But for other businesses, this may be a little bit more of a thing. Over the years, you've been in radio for 25 years or so. I've been in radio for a little over 30 and have worked at multiple places mm-hmm. with many different people. One of the things about radio is it attracts a certain personality type. Yes. So you are more likely to get people that might be a little bit off. Now, the problem that we have here is when that insanity starts creeping into other aspects. For example, a an insane coworker could then be guilty of your number four. Or, you know, my number one or, or whatever. Or three. It yeah. would absolutely be the spawning point for all these other problems. And we have seen, we've had past, we had a past employee who will remain nameless, but would legitimately, and thankfully they worked in another building and we only had to see them on occasion, would you legitimately have conversations with themselves. Now, everybody kind of talks to themselves a little bit. But we're this talking person would, 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 have, would have like end credits at the end of his conversation, playing the role of voice one. Starring. Right. Starring. Yes. Starring. It was the scariest, weirdest thing. And making up voices. Yes. It wasn't just the same voice doing like three different parts. It it's not like. It voice. Yeah. And then there be. Oh, my It's God. not like when you're working on something and you go, oh, way to go. Way to go, stupid. And you right. Go, right. And, and you go, okay, I get it. 
and then you figure it out, and then you just kind of move on. No, we're talking full-fledged, drawn-out conversations. We have a running joke. Even arguments. Yeah, we have a running joke, you and I do, um, that isn't really a joke, which is basically, if we can find the crazy people, we cozy up to them. We so become their friends. When... All hell breaks loose. We have advance notice that it's going to happen. Yes. We, we tell them straight out, look, when you do lose it, we want a text. Or an email. Give us 30 seconds. Or a Give nod. us a minute to get out of the building. A wink. Exactly. Anything. We, we, we know where the exits are. Give us the high sign. <laughs> yeah, believe me. When I In radio, what you do, it's kind of like flying an airplane. You want to watch the stewardess to find out where those exits are. Yes, yes 100%. <laughs> so that's my number three. What's your number two? Unnecessary emails, meetings, or text. Oh, I didn't even leave that. I, I did not even put that in mind, but you're right. Yeah, and, you're just, totally and, right. and that's just across the board no matter what Absolutely. you work. Um, you know, a lot of things just don't need to be said. And and that is the 21st century version of unnecessary small talk. If oh. people come in and just have nothing to say, have they just arbitrarily see, throw stuff at the wall to see if anything sticks. And, and that's a bugaboo for me because I'm an introvert. And, right. And the worst thing for an introvert is small talk. You and I know this about each other we work together long enough that we could sit here for an hour in this room we don't and have not to have a conversation to each other no if we need to we'll say something it's not because we're mad at each other right. or anything else there's just nothing to say there's nothing to say and we accept that i know people think that i'm talkative and that i'm loud and that that's the case all the time but it's not no because there's kind of an unwritten rule to begin with yeah anyway. there's a certain respect between the two of us for example between six and seven we talk when we're on the air and that's it and unless one of us really has something to mm-hmm. say like, you know, if he's pressing my buttons, I'm pressing his buttons. <laughs> we can kind of judge what our moods are. You can script out the way that our warnings go. Yeah. Between the time we get here and the time the show starts at about 10 after 6, we'll spill various things that happened over the course of the last day since we've seen each other last. Yeah. Once that show open hits at 6.10 and we do that first break, then it's about quiet. 25 to 50 minutes of silence. It's very quiet. It's quiet except when we're on the air. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I totally get that. And the electronic form of that is those texts, emails, meetings, all that stuff that are, you know, you could have handled this in a three-sentence text, but we're here for 45 minutes. Or while I was at work. Exactly. Yes. The after-work stuff is just as bad. Yeah. All right. Uh, my, uh, that was your number two, right? Yeah, it was. My number two is disrespect in all its forms. Mm-hmm. Disrespect in all its forms, and it can take many different forms. It could be blowing you off. It could be hearing you and 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 ignoring you. Ignoring you. It could be any one of these things. Talking down to you. All of the above. There is nothing more frustrating than being disrespected by people alongside you and above you when it's unwarranted. I can. I get we're humans. And that if you come across somebody who just hasn't earned your respect, that you are by default disrespectful. Mm -hmm. But when that's not the situation, when you have provided this, that, or the other thing, and you're still feeling disrespected, that is a huge thing for me. Respect. I would rather have respect than money. I'm not going that far. Than fame, than all that stuff. Disrespect me all you want, but pay me. What's your number one? Um, this one relates directly to us. Oh, oh, okay. Dad jokes. All right, my number one. You said I couldn't say, uh, you know, mud flap was yeah. one of those things. So that's the best thing I can come up with. <sighs> wow. Dad jokes. Okay. And God Almighty, do I get them on the air, off the air, 
Who's who's guilty? Who does that to you? I don't do that. You one hundred percent do that to me. I don't know what you're talking about. It it is pure hell. <laughs> pure hell, and he knows it. Uh, he goes out of his way to do it. I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, you I can don't. see fire and smoke coming out of his ears. By the way, dad jokes six fifty every weekday morning right here on ninety nine three The Cat. I really start the show at seven ten. <laughs> All right, here's my number one, and I know you can relate to this. Mm-hmm. Having to do work twice because someone did it poorly once. Yeah, and it wasn't your fault. And right, it's it's not like you did something wrong of your own accord and then had to go fix a mistake that you made. It is somebody who did not do their job in the first place, and you are in that work chain, and then you have to do work twice. two or three times because... They're not paying attention to what they're doing, but you're the one that has to do the work multiple times. Yeah, we kind of developed a rule. You get two swings at it. After and, that, yeah. And then it gets moved on to the next person. Because everybody can make a mistake. And it happens. But we have seen... Uh, it's egregious. Here, there, and everywhere. We have seen situations where people just don't care enough about their job or an aspect about their job. And then consider it like a factory, like a conveyor belt. A job starts at, at station one, and then goes to station two, and then goes to station three. Let's say you and I are station three. And it's like somebody missed a nut somewhere exactly. down the road. Yeah, and, and then, then you're having to deal with. You're still having to do, do what good you work, have to do, yeah. but you're doing it because. But you're not equipped to do the good work that you want to do, right? Because people at station one and station two didn't do the job that they're expected to do. So that is my number one bugaboo of all time. Yeah. Having to do work twice. I'll be honest. I really thought your number one and number two would be flip-flopped. Disrespect at number one? Because and, disrespect's so big on the list for you. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, when you think about it, they are two of the same. Well, it is Two the branches same thing. on the same tree. It really is. Because if you're handing me work that I have to. I'm trusting you that you did your job right. so I can do mine. But if you're not doing the work because you're just handing it off and expecting me to fix your errors. Right. Or, or do work two or three or four times because. You just don't have the time or the inclination or, or the care. That is a form of disrespect. So, yes, I, I, one and two are very closely mm-hmm. knit in my top five. I agree. And we know that a lot of this stuff that we're talking about here is, is inside baseball. We know that it's radio related, but we certainly well, I think know. most of it outside of one or two is very yes. applicable towards whatever it is that you do. Exactly. And we would suggest this, even though we often don't take our own advice, but we would suggest this. We never this take our is, advice. We don't. But if you're being disrespected or if you feel there's something wrong in the workplace, address it. Because addressing it. You're teaching them how to treat you yes and and addressing it will be less painful than the elongated stress that you deal with after the fact because if you think they're stressed about it you're wrong exactly they're not yeah. they're not because they're you're the one bearing saying. the stress so these are our top five workplace annoyances yours may differ we'd love to hear from you yeah. you can email us mudflat and palmer at gmail.com you can reach out to us on social media we have Facebook pages and, of course, Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and all that stuff. You can find us. We're very easy to find. And certainly, uh, on a weekly basis, if you would, please go and listen to the podcast. Again, you can find it at catcountry993.net right there on the front page or anywhere you get a podcast. So, yeah, sir, are we good? I'm fine. All right. I'm good. All right. Everybody have a wonderful week, and we'll see you back here next Friday for Episode 17. Bye, y'all. And that's a wrap. Thanks for checking out the Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast podcast. A new episode goes live every Friday. 
so check back then. If you need more of the guys, you can hear Mudflap and Palmer in the PD on 99.3 The Cat weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. and around the world via the Cat Country app. Have a great week.